Even on the land Cause our love is once in a lifetime Well hello ladies and gentlemen and otherwise Thank you so much for joining me on another episode It is um, 3 in the morning here in Las Vegas So you'll have to excuse me I'm a little sleepy and before you guys make assumptions, I actually was not um, out drinking. I just uh, had a very long, long day. And, um, you know, I wish I had a copy of myself to get a lot of things done. Um, but not a lot of activity has been going on lately in my life. Just been really spending a really relaxed, quiet week with my daughter. It's funny because I was with her uh, today and I was doing some spring cleaning and uh, it's just, I was re trying to rearrange my house and there's a section in my house where she has like basically her own play area. And I was trying my best to reorganize in a way where I still feel like I have room and where she has more room to play and things like that. And she asked me to move a, a really large Barbie house of hers, um, like large, taller than she is, um, in a spot that like I just did not agree with. I was like, no, nah, I don't really want it there. She's like, but I do. She's like, please, please, please. And I'm like, look, look, I'm, you know, it's my fucking house. I'm not going to, it looks terrible there. And, um, just to, you know, appease her, I, I moved it to where she wanted and I'm like, fuck, you know, it's actually not bad there. <laughs> so, you know, she's a little queen, you know, my daughter, she really has, she really has queen energy. She knows she's a little spoiled, you know, um, I know she has, um, a sister now with her mom, but you know, for four years, she has that only child syndrome where I'm like, okay, well, you know that you're a little queen. You have, you have me wrapped around your finger. Good job. You know, my, the thing is with my daughter too, she has the type of thing where like, she has a very commanding presence to her. Like she can command a room with how, um, you know, dominant she gets, like she can really be like sometimes, for instance, like sometimes she really scares me, which I, I think is like a common trope with fathers and their daughters, or I guess just having a daughter in general. But my daughter sometimes truly does scare me. Like she can, she can, she can really yell at me, man. And it's, it's to the point where <laughs> like the way she yells at me, it's not even worth giving a response to. I kind of just walk away. You know, like, it's not worth, like, what the, you know, because at the same time, even though she is kind of very commanding, she's very, she's very, very sensitive. So, like, you tell something to her that slightly offends her, and it, it will, it's like the biggest deal in the world. So, like, for instance, if I were to say something to her yelling at me, and I do, trust me, I do. But if I were to say something like, Layla, did you just, did you just yell at me? Is that how we talk to people? Oh my God. 
I can always tell her nervous tells, you know, she kind of puts her hands together and, you know, um, where she like, she rubs her arm and she looks at me like I just, like I just told her her puppy died. You know, she, I don't know. She can give me like these puppy dog lips and eyes and. I just find myself sometimes just being like, all right, I'm 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 sorry. I'm sorry. You want some ice cream? Which is, it's, <clears throat> it's really bad parenting on my end <laughs> that way. But, uh, you know, I, I don't do it often, but you know, sometimes she'll, sometimes she'll get me in the right, in the right way where I'm like, fuck, is it me? Am I just being too mean? Like you, you question yourself, even though that she's totally wrong. She has me questioning myself like, fuck, did I'm sorry, did I yell at you too? You know what I mean? She's, man, she can really get me. Um, but anyways, yeah, and, and not not a lot going on in my week. Just a few things going on personally that I've been having to take care of. I've been spending a lot um, of time and money, you know, putting back into this podcast and some other things in my life. And um you know, I found myself being put in a position where you need to get your financial priorities straight. You know what I mean? Like I, I found myself spending money on things that were, um, I guess, I guess in the way, just not the right thing to spend money on, or at least, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if you guys can agree to this. Sometimes it's not about that was the wrong thing to buy sometimes it's about like this was the wrong thing to buy at this time because i'm like for instance me you know with my with my salary and everything in my life me buying a lamborghini that's not just the wrong thing to buy at that time. That's just a stupid, that's just a, a bad idea. That's just a wrong thing to buy, period. Me buying, I don't know, what's an example? Um, fucking, uh, what's the, I don't know, the iPhone 14, which I actually just got recently, which is kind of, again, a bad example, but let's say I didn't need it, right? Me buying the iPhone 14. Okay, I spent, you know, $800 on this phone, you know, I needed an upgrade, but I didn't need it now. You kind of get what I mean? So it's like, I found myself spending money on things that weren't a bad idea, but it was just the wrong moment to act on it, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? And I'm, I'm sure you guys have been in that situation where you're like, okay, I actually needed this but I didn't need it immediately. And that's kind of part of my problem is I'm, I'm a little bit of a compulsive buyer. It doesn't take long to, or it doesn't take much to really convince me <laughs> into buying something. If you have a good sales pitch and it's already something that I want, all you gotta do is throw some, you know, lovely words at me in the right way. And I'm like, okay, well, yeah, I want that. Okay, I'll buy it. And then I immediately have buyer's remorse. And it's not so much that, like, again, it's not like I can't, quote unquote, afford it. It's just I find myself long term not being able to 
spend money on the things that I actually do need because I spent money on the things that I don't need right away. So none more um, <laughs> um, relevant than I was just telling my friend about this a couple of weeks ago, actually. I I was on TikTok and I and I saw this uh, this robot. Uh, it's like a uh, how do I describe it? I don't even know if you call it a toy, but it's like a kid's device. It's like a, a robot kid's device. You probably saw it. I forgot what it's called, but um, but it's it's like super advanced. It's super smart. It says your child's name actually really it actually has a conversation with you, which is really cool. And I thought, wow, what an amazing gift because truth be told, you know, at my house, it's just me and my daughter. And a lot of the time I'd say half the conversations that me and my daughter have are arguing about <laughs> the exact moment that she wants me to play with her. She's like, can you play with me? You know, and playing with her is a real struggle. I, I don't mind playing with her. I'll play Barbies and toys with her all day, but it's the way she plays that I don't like. I'll be like, she'll be like, okay, you be him I'll, and I'll be this. And I'll be like, okay, I'm Ken, you're Barbie. And I'll be like, oh, hey, Barbie. And she'll be like, no, he wouldn't say it like that. And I'll be like, okay, I'm going to the park. And she'll be like, no, you don't go to the park. That's not the park. And I'll be like, okay, this is a hula hoop. She's like, that's not a hula hoop. That is a hat. And like, so she, she really is not like a cool person to play with. <laughs> um, so, but you know, we, we have these debates all the time and I'm like, you know what? Fuck. I haven't really been taking you to school that much or to daycare that much recently. Um, for whatever reason, you know, she goes, but like, you know, it's very, you know, it's hit and miss sometimes. And I'm like, you really just need a friend. Right. And, uh, you know, all my, none of my friends have kids. So it's like, man, how do, how do I, but this, this robot, it really like, I don't know how to describe it to you guys where it sounds, um, like where it sounds feasible and, and it makes you kind of get what I mean, but at the robot, you can like really have a conversation. It's like so cool for your kid. It's like super advanced, but anyways, the, what I was getting to the punchline is the robot costs, I think about, I don't know if it was 1300. No, it wasn't. It definitely wasn't over two grand. I think it was like $1,300. Um, and I almost bought it on spot. I'm like, man, am I really going to spend 1300 on a fucking like robot device that like uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's quite possible. There's a very real, real possibility that I could spend 1300 on this toy. She's infatuated with it for maybe the week that I have her, right? She goes to her mom's, comes back the next week after. Maybe she plays with it another couple of days. And it's quite possible after a month, maybe. Even after a month, it's quite possible that she really just doesn't give a fuck about it anymore after that. And that's what kind of that's what kind of guess as my biggest hesitation. And I think you'll find with most kids, and especially mine. It doesn't matter. You can go big and you can buy all these fancy like things. Like I just bought like this hundred dollar 
hundred plus, you know, uh, leapfrog phone or whatever that she really wanted. And, um, just hard, just hardly ever touches it. Um, but you can go big and really the small things that she'll want, like the things like it's, it's, it blows my mind the same day I bought that fucking leap, this hundred dollar phone, this fake phone, this toy smartphone, quote unquote, that I got for her. I also bought her like this little puppy keychain thing. She plays with the keychain little puppy more than she does this hundred dollar fake fucking smartphone that I got her. It's unbelievable. So uh, there's a very real possibility that she won't play a bit, play with it. I mean, truth be told, I am still probably going to get it. Uh, I'm probably going to get it for, for Christmas for her. But um, I don't know. That's, that's kind of the problem that I have is I'm a spontaneous spender. I spend things on, I spend money on things that I don't necessarily need immediately um and i spend i think which sounds kind of you know whatever to say but i think i spend way too much money on my daughter on the non-essential things you know food the essentials yeah of course i spend a lot of money on her but that doesn't bother me that's all things that she needs it's the things that she doesn't need <laughs> that kind of bother me, like this fucking phone, this, uh, you know, this robot that I'm thinking of buying her. Um, just a lot of shit. And um, I don't know. I guess, you know, at first I think I was spending a lot because I was trying to, in a way, impress her like win her over because I felt like I was in this like um quiet competition with her mother for instance like you know we're we we're not together and it's kind of like who has a better house you know what I mean which is unhealthy really on my end but I feel like I was kind of in a competition with her mom and really I just kind of felt like all right at this point I'm in kind of a competition with myself. You know what I mean? I don't even see the woman. So, you know, the only re the only person that's really affecting or bothering it is, is really me. So I had to kind of tone it back and really reflect on what I was spending my money on and if it was reasonable or not. Um, while still trying to maintain a sense of non-compulsion when it comes to my spending habits. Um, the, I, I could be, I think, I think going back in college, which I, I'm sure is everyone, but going back, I think I'd be in a really, really wealthy position if I'd done certain things differently in college. But, you know, I'll tell you what, uh, America really doesn't set you up like that. The first thing, uh, that happened to me when I got to college is someone, it just like handed a, a credit card down my throat and was like, Hey, take this credit card has a high limit. I don't know what the fuck credit is, but I'll spend all of it and just fuck up my credit and just deal with the ramifications afterwards. And I think as like, I think, you know, high schoolers or maybe an early freshman going into college where, you know, not a lot of money is, um, 
you know, on hand, <laughs> you know, um, and there's ramen all the time. I think it's so enticing just to take that credit card because no one really teaches you really this financial responsibilities, probably on purpose um, of taking a responsibility like that. But I was one of those kids who kind of was like, yeah, I'm just what the fuck is credit? Why should it bother me? And the knowledge that I have now, man, I think I'd be a really I, I'm not going to lie. I, this is told the truth. I think I'd be a really wealthy person if I would have just done a little bit of things differently. But I don't really reflect on the past. I don't. I, well, I do, but I don't want to, you know, I don't want to reflect on the past like that. But I look, you know in certain situations like this where i'm like man i'm spreading myself a little thin here on the things that i'm buying um you just kind of be like man i had a shit ton of money in college and i just spent it on stupid places so i don't know that was my little tangent about my little financial um knowledge <laughs> i'll tell you what though what i really love about me and my daughter's relationship is i feel like we have such a strong, you know, one-on-one -on -one father daughter bond with each other. We really do. Um, you know, she told me the other day, um, she said, daddy, I really don't want you to ever have another kid. I'm like, why? She's like, I just want it to be you and me. And I really kind of melted my heart there. Um, probably because she was having a little bit of whatever frustration or um stress or confusion about um you know uh, the differences between our households you know at her mom that she just had a new kid and she has another partner you know and here at my house it's very different layla has literally all my attention um it's just me and her and i have no other daughter <laughs> i mean i have a I have a dog, which she said is kind of, which she mentioned that too. She's like, I'm like, well, what if daddy has another kid? And she's like, well, you already have one. You have like a, you have a dog. And that's kind of like a kid, right? And I was like, uh, actually you're, you know, you're kind of right. Um, she's getting kind of smart. Um, and, and, and it was, it's, it just kind of got me thinking about our bond that her and I have with each other. I remember early in my parenting, I felt like, man, like, does she even like me? Like sometimes like, you know, we had a bad week and I'm like, does this girl even like me? I don't know. Like, you know, um, um, <laughs> Layla, Layla has, Layla has a bad attitude sometimes, <laughs> but, uh, um, I don't know. You wonder if you're doing, I mean, every, every parent has that inner dilemma or, question that they post themselves am i doing this right and not to sound you know not humble here but i i feel like i feel like i am a good dad i feel like i am at least doing my best and i feel like i'm doing the right things you know what i mean i, I feel like i'm doing i feel like i'm doing okay i feel like i'm a good parent um yeah, I mean, we, yeah, do I mess up sometimes and do I you know, raise my voice or, you know, snap at her sometimes, of course, but we have, it's kind of like the bond that we have to each other is just like so intense. It makes me really happy. It's like, 
it's just me and that girl. We help each other. You know, we care for each other. I remember today, I really, I got, I got really nauseous because I just been chugging coffee lately. And I think it just made me dehydrated and I just, I wasn't drinking a lot of water. So I got really, I got kind of like, I, I got kind of weak and nauseous and I just laid down and I was like, I'm sorry, Leila, I really don't feel good. And she just got me water and she put a blanket over me and she's like, it's okay, Dada. And it's just like, man, I'm like, we have a really great bond together, don't we? You sweet, sweet little girl. Um, which is funny because sometimes, you know, um, Layla, Layla goes in between sleeping in my bed and sleeping in her bed. And which, which is a PSA to any parent out there. If you're going to, um, there comes a time where I think like after maybe one, make that commitment period to letting them sleep in their bed period no ifs hands or buts about it because if you give in you're just like oh, i love you i love you come here and you let them sleep in your bed it will be a consistent nightmare to transition out of that and it still kind of is but anyway she goes half and half and it's funny because at night she i mean she loves me to death but she doesn't like to be touched and she doesn't really like to be <laughs> even just straight up spoken to at night. She gets kind of like grumpy tired, which is kind of funny because I imagine that's kind of what my future girlfriend would be like. <laughs> um, I mean, it reminds me of a few girlfriends I've had in the past is kind of what I'm saying. But like she, um, um, I'll be like, yeah, we'll, we'll cuddle with each other and I'll be like, uh, come here, Layla. I love you so much. And I'll just kiss her on the cheek and she would be like, okay, but just get away from me. <laughs> and what she's trying to say is I'm tired and I just want to watch my show and be left alone. But I have a king size mattress and there'd be a few times where she would just, she would purposely go on the furthest edge of the bed just because I tried to cuddle her. She'd be like, get away from me. And it's funny because even those nights, I'll turn over and go to sleep and sometimes I'll almost be falling off my king size mattress of how tightly close she's, she just, uh, I guess just hobbled over to me. Like she just wants to be next to me. It's so sweet. And there's times that like, even, I think, I think even just today, actually, I was like, Layla, I love you. It's like, I don't know, 11, 11 o'clock at night, kind of past her bedtime. I was like, Layla, I love you. She's like, okay, but stop talking. I'd be like, I love you though. She's like, love you too. <laughs> and, uh, you know, she, she gets kind of rude at night and I, I don't say much about it just cause I get it. I'm like, okay, you're just tired, but she's so invested in her show. And anyways, I got kind of like kind of on a tangent there, but, uh, you know, uh, her bond, me and that little girl's bond is something that I just cherish to, for the life of me. She's just an amazing child and it's brought me so much joy in my life. I really couldn't imagine. I was speaking to my Nana about this not too long ago. I really couldn't imagine my life without her. I feel like she really saved my life in a lot of ways. It's funny because you can kind of think moments in your life where you... You know, I, I don't know. I don't want to offend anyone. I, I, I don't know if you guys believe in God or not, but I do. Even though I'm more of a spiritual person, I'm not like full on Christian where I um, believe that everything's in the Bible, but I do believe in God. And, you know, I believe there's certain miracles of, that's happened in my life that could just not be 
there's no other explanation other than God and manifestation. Anyways, um, I remember in college just feeling really alone and sad and just kind of feeling like, man, I don't think I'm ever going to really have a family. And I prayed to God all the time. You know, I know, I mean, you haven't spoken much or been on the best of terms, but I'm actively trying to change and turn my life around. All I'm asking is to give me a chance at a family, someone who loves me, you know, just someone, just a connection with a family. And if, and those of you who have listened to me know that, you know, I've had some, a lot of real complications with my family in the past, but, you know, basically, I mean, at this point, as it stands today, haven't really spoke or seen my siblings in, I think, 10 years, um, including my mother. Um, and, you know, I spoke about it in a previous episode, but you, you guys know the relationship with my dad and kind of how that transpired. But, um, yeah, I just I found myself praying to him a lot. And over the past, I think over the next couple months or so, during that time, I ended up meeting my child's mother. We ended up having a, a baby. And even though it didn't work out how I wanted it to, I still feel like I have my family. You know, everything kind of worked out. I may not see my siblings any, anymore or speak to them, but I still have uh, a brand new sister. Yeah, you know, I'm still a renewed, in a way, renewed big brother. Um, which in a way, like, like I said, it's, it's, it's different because my sister, I think is, um, uh, five. It's ironic because she has the same birthday as me. We're both born on Valentine's day, which is, is pretty crazy, but, uh, it's hard to say. I mean, people say, oh, are you guys close? And I'm like, well, it's kind of hard to, to really say yes or no. It's like, what do I have in common with a five-year-old? She's more, she's closer to my daughter than she is me is kind of how I would answer that. But it's not out of like anything wrong. It's just like, she's, I think she's five, you know, what do I have in common? But um, yeah, I mean, I have a relationship with my dad and my daughter, you know, and, and it's just so, I feel so blessed and, and, and thankful that I have her, you know, she's like, she saved me. And what I mean by saved me is I just, I just felt so, again, I felt so lost. I felt so alone. And, you know, even part of, and I spoke about it in my last episode, but even part of my journey now into the kind of the self-discovery of what's next for me and, 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 um, you know, learning more about myself is kind of dealing with the fact that when she's here, I feel like I'm in heaven. And when she goes to her mom's, I feel kind of like a... I feel kind of lost in the wind. I'm like, like after I drop her off at her mom's house, I kind of just feel like, okay, now what? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, now what? Um, 
you know, I have my work, I have my job, I have my friends who I'm very blessed over because they've, it, we've really grown into, I feel like a family now with my, with my friends. We're really, we're really a, a tight knit family. Um, but, um, you know, I, it, it's kind of, I feel, I feel very, I feel very lost at times. And, you know, I, I think, I think I give my all into being a little busy and lazy during that time that she's not here. And what I mean by that is when it comes to my work or things that I'm focused on, I can, I can put my whole energy into that. I mean, the first thing I do when my daughter leaves is I come back home. I, I really just chill. So it's Saturday through Saturday with my daughter, when I drop my daughter off, come back to my house, take a little nap, I'll make some coffee, I'll play video games, see what we'll see what's popping for the night, but usually nothing. So I'll kind of just, you know, chill out, watch a movie, blah, blah, blah. The next day after that, straight up cleaning, even though I, I make my daughter side note, having a having a kid is really cool because you can kind of make them do whatever you want. <laughs> I, I, I admit I will, I will make my daughter be a little bit of, you know, a little bit of a butler for me. I'll be, you know, I'll be like, Hey, go grab that for me. Go do that. Go do that. It's kind of cool. You know what I mean? It's, it's less than what I would do if I had a son, I think. And I know that sounds sexist, but you know, I, I, for whatever reason, I just can't imagine myself being like, hey, hey, go take out the trash. But, um, you know, I, I, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is I'll make her do a whole bunch of shit <laughs> before she leaves. But I clean that up, clean that up. This shit I don't want to do. But, you know, on my Sundays, yeah, I'll, I'll spend the whole day either cleaning and doing laundry and kind of just making it kind of resetting, just making my house look a little organized because she, when my daughter comes, she can kind of make things a little bit of a tornado in my house. Um, and then the rest of the week is kind of like, man, now what? You know what I mean? I chilled, I cleaned. And now I don't know what the fuck to do with the rest of my week. So, I, and that's kind of my dilemma now with being a parent and kind of my self-discovery is I'm like, I need really, I fucking need a girlfriend. You know what I mean? Which goes, brings me back to the fucking nature of the podcast is the single father podcast. Um, it's, it's difficult for me, man. I'm like, man, I need a fucking girlfriend. And all my friends know this too. You know, and you know, it's, it's kind of just a gag at this point, but, um, you know, it's, I'm trying, it's hard, it's hard to date in Vegas. As I said, it's, 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 a, it's a little bit of a different and, and plus it's, it's just boring. And I speak about this ad nauseum, but I just have to keep bringing it up over and over again, <laughs> not to really convince you guys of anything, but just to, to get the point of, you know, my efforts, it's just, it's just so boring. I don't like swiping. I don't like the talking stage. I mean, you know, it's like you talk to someone, you get to know them, and then something happens where you don't like each other anymore, blah, blah, blah. And, um, I don't know. And you just kind of do it all over again. It's just boring. And um, I just don't want to do it. And sometimes the time where they can do a date just doesn't align with me. 
And then if you if you miss, uh, it literally just happened to me the other day. I missed. Uh, I wouldn't say I missed it. I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't do the exact day that she wanted to do it. And she got really butthurt about it. And, you know, it kind of dwindled off after that. And I'm like, dude, it's fuck. You know what I mean? It's either sometimes people want to meet right away, which I'm totally down for, but it's like sometimes it's inconvenient for me. Or people want to text for like three months before you even meet in person, which I think is totally just a waste of time. But I don't know. So it's, it's, it's just really boring for me to go and do the dating thing. And there is a little bit of, um, I'll admit there is a little bit of apprehension just because as I spoke about the strong bond with me and my daughter, I guess there is, I guess there is some fear there. If I'm thinking on a psychologist point of view, there is some fear there of like, um, I've been doing this so long as a single father i imagine it would be really weird to kind of bring someone into that dynamic knowing that okay this is my partner right really like this person and hence just you know true to form just what my daughter said to me the other day i don't really want you to have another kid blah 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 blah. how do i bring that dynamic into me and my daughter's relationship that we have now. Um, because if, and I just kind of, and I hope I really painted the picture for you on something to, it's, it's really hard to imagine. Seriously. It's like just me and my daughter day in, day out. Sometimes there'd be some weeks where we don't even go anywhere. This week we haven't really gone anywhere at all. We haven't gone to anyone's house, my grandma's house. And yeah, I mean, we've just been chilling around the house and going on walks and shit. Right. You know, it's just me and her. And so it's like, how do I bring someone else into that dynamic where now someone else, I don't know, it's, it's, I guess there is a little bit of apprehension there, but it's like, no, I'm fucking ready for a girlfriend, you know, but, uh, you know, I don't know. It's, it's hard to, it's hard to really process about how all that would work. Um, but I'm fucking, I'm ready, man. I'm ready. I'm ready, ready, ready. Um, I'm just waiting to find my one. But at, at this point, I'm just waiting for it to find me. I'm sure that God has a plan for me. And like I said in my previous episode, I'm very comfortable being single, even though I am waiting to find my partner. I'm very comfortable with where I'm at. I think part of my self-discovery is just kind of finding things in my life that not only keep me busy, but finding things that I love that gain my attention enough to where I don't feel just lost, if that makes sense. So I'm trying new things. I'm putting myself out there in new aspects. I'm searching for new ventures to, to, uh, you know, um, walk across, I guess. Um, you know, I'm, I'm doing what I feel like I need to be doing and I, and I'm happy with the results so far and I'll, I'll keep you guys updated on kind of my journey and within doing that. But, um, yeah, it's, it's an everyday working progress that eventually will work itself out. And that's kind of how I will describe my life. <laughs> um, 
and uh yeah i, I mean I, I just i just yeah, again it's it's really nice to kind of just talk that through and um and i'll tell you what the, the biggest the biggest struggle that i'm having right now parenting wise is feeding my daughter she is a very picky eater every day in the morning all she asks for is eat, uh, muffins you know those kid muffins that you see at like smith's or Tar target she loves those every day she wants muffins and or peanut butter and jelly and it's really hard for me to kind of you know justify that in my head i'm like i can't just keep fighting so i'll switch it up but she's just she'll half eat shit you know i'll be like have some cheese or have some this you know how about some applesauce or some yogurt and some carrots like i'll make different shit she's just like she's a half eater she's like if she doesn't if she's not really into it she's take a couple bites and i'm like yeah you haven't really eaten today and it, it's it's such a struggle i'm sure i'm sure i haven't really read into it to be honest with you i'm, I'm sure it's it's lights like that with every parent I'm sure it is. I'm sh I'm sure it is, but it's it really is frustrating on my end just because I'm like, dude, what the f you know? You can't just eat peanut butter and jellies and muffins all day. You have to be like, you know, what I mean, it's frustrating. There's a, there's a there's a website out there called Little Spoon. I wish they had a an in a, an app. By the way, it's kind of fucked up that they don't. I'd be way more interested if they, in you know involved if they had an app. I don't like going on websites for shit like this, but they have a website where it's they, it's kind of like freshly, you know, where they send you pre-made fresh food once a week or some shit like that, or hello fresh, whatever you want to call it, but it's for kids. So it's like, if you have a baby, they'll send you baby food every week or they'll send toddler food. I did it for a while and the same result, she either cried that I was giving it to her even without even touching it looking you know without even looking at it automatically cried wasn't into it i don't want this oh my god i just want a peanut butter and jelly you know pisses me off i'm like I, you know and, and you kind of you kind of argue and i'm having a full-on argumentative debate with a fucking uh, she was three at the time with a three-year-old I'm, I'm i'm really i'm, I'm heated i'm having a full-on argument with a th with a three-year-old i'm like you're gonna fucking eat this shit i didn't say it like that by the way <laughs> but <laughs> just to clarify anyway, i would never talk to my daughter like that but i'm like you're gonna fucking eat this fucking shit i spent fucking however 100 more than 100 dollars on this fucking weekly fucking shit you're gonna fucking eat it you know and you know at the end of the day she won you know, I'm in her fucking peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> um, I'm, I make her, my deal with her is you try it once, you don't like it, throw it away. Boom, deal. The problem is whether she, and I know my daughter, whether she likes it or not, she'll try it. She won't give a fuck how it tastes. It could be delicious. I, she don't give a fuck. She wants, she wants what she wants. She'll spit it out. I don't like it. Oh my God, I don't like it. And then she'll, you know, she'll throw it away. And I've already made that deal with her. So I can't be like, try another bite. You know, I want to, I want to hold my deal. Um, so I, I think I'm thinking I'm, I want to go back to that, but I, I just, in my heart, I feel like I'll have the same result, which pisses me off, but, um, I don't know how to tackle that, but that, that I'll, right now, that is, <laughs> that's the hardest part about being a parent at this very moment. Um, and school. Sometimes she, she generally um, acts like 
you know, the devil lives at school or I'm, you know, I'm like, she, I murdered her whole family by just even suggesting the fact like, Hey, maybe you should go to daycare today. Um, so I don't know. That's also another thing I have to think about too. I don't know when the exact, <clears throat> I can look it up right now, but whatever. Um, it's coming up soon where she has to go to, uh, whatever you call it. Is it kindergarten? Is this real school, right? Not preschool. Is it kind I think it is kindergarten. Um, and I think me and her mom are on the same page where we want her to go to private school. The schools in Vegas are kind of shitty. Um, so I think I want her to go to private school. <clears throat> I think it's going to be a little bit of a, um, a pain in the ass. Um, uh, going back and forth with her mom on the details and the logistics of how that's going to work and shit like that. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm really interested in my, and my daughter going to private school soon. And, um, and, uh, even, wow. Even, even right now, it, I, I felt an overwhelming heartbreak in my heart about just even the fact that my daughter is getting old enough to go to school. Um, I don't know. And when when you're a parent, you kind of understand. Like you just sometimes you just think too deeply into things. I'm like, my daughter's four. Like she's gonna be in my house for a while. But sometimes you go on this tangent. Like, oh my god, she's gonna be a teenager. She's gonna be 16 in just no time, yelling at me, and then she's gonna move out and college. And but anyways, um, yeah. So I, it's coming up where she has to go to, to kindergarten. The details of that i don't know how it's gonna work I, I don't really talk to her mom so i think the only time we'd have to really talk again is probably um around and besides an emergency but i think the only time we'd have to talk again is kind of around school time and how that would work um and i don't know to be honest so uh we got a while to go i don't know why i just thought of that just uh I think that's another thing that I'm I'm not looking forward to, but um, um, yeah, you know, I it just I think the theme of this podcast, is, this episode, is that my daughter is very, 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 very expensive and uh, and privileged. <laughs> She's very privileged and expensive. Anyways, um, yeah, the, the, I I had fun. This was a good episode. I got I got to get some things off my chest again. Not really anything going on um, this week for me that's big or you know worth dropping a bomb on you. There's no really tea to spill this week. I've I've, I've had a pretty mellow and chill week. Besides a little knickknacks in the house, some things aren't working or whatever. Um, you know, adult shit. I'm I'm pretty much good. Um, actually the only, the only big stress I had this week is, um, I, I put my daughter in the bath, right? Uh, and for whatever reason, I left my phone in there. I think for about an hour, I was looking for my phone literally everywhere. I'm like, I cannot find the phone for my life. Anyways, I hear my daughter, my, my daughter, I hear, I hear my daughter calling me like, Hey, I'm ready to get out. I go in the bath, find, find that she, I left my phone on the floor in the bath. Well, thank God she didn't take it with her, but there's water. There's, uh, you know, splashes of water all over it. 
I didn't think anything of it, really. When you get water on your phone nowadays, I, th- I look, I think at least my mindset was like, ah, well, who gives a shit? I've dropped my phone in water before and, you know, Apple promotes, I know they say water resistant, but they pretty much promote that your, your phone is waterproof. I mean, say they don't, I mean, they pretty much promote your, your phone is waterproof, right? So, um, anyways, so she splashed water on my phone. And it's, it's it was working for about 15 minutes and just shuts off, you know, and then just the an endless Apple logo keeps popping up back and forth on it. So I'm like, fuck, what do I do? I take my phone, I take my case off my phone and a little water leaked out. And I'm like, fuck, was this, I'm like, still, it didn't really, I wasn't too concerned because I'm like, I've dropped my phone in water. So I'm like, this is. This is temporary. So I, I, I was, I, when I say I was chill, I mean, I was fucking as chill as a fucking ice, man. I, I was like, okay, no problem. It'll, it'll start working again in a couple minutes. 15, 20 minutes go by. Start getting a little worried. Still hasn't started working again. I'm like, okay, I'm, let me, I've dried it off a little bit. Let me plug it into the computer. Um, I look it up on what to do. It says, you know, plug it in, click up, click update on iTunes or whatever. Um, so I click update, not working, click restore, not working, power it on and off, not working, restart the iPhone, uh, now we're, you know, force restart, not working. Um, at this point I'm kind of, I'm, I'm definitely, cons- I'm definitely concerned. <laughs> so, um, I'm definitely fucking concerned. So I, um, I mean, I try everything. In fact, I look on YouTube, this guy says, oh, I know the, pre- the, the it's from water damage. I know the perfect thing to do, um, you know, download this app and it, it like it guaranteed, it's guaranteed, um, to, sorry, I just thought about, I, you know, I'm like, I, I think I paid for this app and I, I still have my credit card information there. I don't, I have to, I have to cancel the recurring payments. I, I, I you guys ever done this? It's kind of stupid, but you ever bought something off of like a website and you kind of forget that it, forget about it but you don't know the exact website it was and you don't know how to cancel the payments. It probably never happened to you. Probably just a me thing. But anyways, so I, uh, I, I, so I'm on, I'm on this fucking app on how to fix your phone and it's like guaranteed to fix with water damage. And it, I went through the whole process. It was a long process. Now to get it fixed Went through the whole process, firmware and some shit like that does not work. And, and it says guaranteed to work. So I look, he says, if you're, if it should, there's a warning thing there. If this doesn't work, your iPhone is definitely bricked and you should take it to the Apple store. Cause it's, it's like fucked basically saying you're fucked. So, um, I'm like, I have to go to the Apple store. This is great. Luckily it was about, it was late at night. So I'm like, okay, I'm not a fiend. I can go without a phone for the night. My only concern is I don't know how to get anywhere in Vegas without Apple maps. I'm bad with directions. If you ask me where I live, I can tell you, uh, well, I'm not going to say where I live, but I can, I can tell you, um, a general area of where I live. I can, I can tell you, like I live by blah, blah, blah. But if you ask me my cross, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm a hundred percent certain on what my crossroads are. Um, 
my cross streets, but I, I just don't know. I don't know where I live. I don't know how to get anywhere without maps. Now, things that are close by that, like, I know for certain on how to get there. Yeah, yeah I can get there. But the Apple store, I think, is about 15, 20 minutes away from me. I do not know how to get there whatsoever. It's it's kind of fucked up because it's it's like a really large mall and I should know how to get there, but I, I do I do not. Um, so I was I was worried. Um, I called my dad off this work off. My, I have a work number off my computer. So I'm call, I called him off my computer and I told him what happened. And he's like, well, it's unbelievable how you don't know how to get to the Apple, Apple store. He gives me like these slight directions on how to get there. But I'm like, really, I have no intention of going there whatsoever because there's an AT&T store basically up the street. I'm just going to go AT&T and they'll figure it out. Go to AT&T and be like, and he's like, first thing he says, like, bro, I don't know, man, you should really take this to the Apple store. It just really could not help me whatsoever. So I'm like, man, this could go one or two ways. My, my dad gave me directions on how to get there. And he said, it's pretty fucking clear. However, again, I'm the worst person of directions. So I was concerned. So I'm like, I have my daughter in the back seat. Best case scenario, I get there. Worst case scenario, I'm in Utah with my daughter and with no phone. I have no, you know, I don't know. So I'm like, all right, best. I'm like, I'm just going to put my best foot forward and try to get there. Luckily enough, it was pretty, pretty fucking clear on how to get there. Like it's, there's, there's no way you can miss it. Like before I even got off on the exit, you can see the mall and I'm like, okay, took my phone to the Apple store though. They said it's about $500 to fix. I was pretty pissed. Um, and I went to AT&T again, the cheaper route would be to upgrade my phone, upgrade to iPhone 14. Um, but still I need to get my other phone fixed somehow. Um, and then I can trade it in, blah, blah, blah. But I don't know. So that was the only really big stressor about my week. Uh, the point of the story is I'm, I'm bad of directions and, um, I need to get better at that. I just need a girlfriend. I need someone, I need a partner. You know, that's really the moral of the story is I need a partner who's able to help me with these things, who's able to give me directions. Um, all of this would be fixed if I just had someone in my life to help me pay rent and to help me with directions. Not necessarily someone to love. Doesn't have to be someone to love. Doesn't have to be, I have to love me. Just, you know, just be there for me, you know, be present, help me pay rent, help me with directions and we're good. We'll have a great life together. I guarantee it. Um, maybe give me a son, give me another daughter. That's fine. You know, take it from there. Um, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> anyways, guys, um, that's pretty much my week. It was okay. Um, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just really happy that, uh, I got to share all that with you because it, it truly was very cathartic. Um, I'm going to move into the next segment uh of the podcast where we call um mailbag where i read a few email questions that you guys have sent uh into me that you want me to read on the show um just to let you guys know if you want me to read one of your questions or if you have anything you want just want to say or if you have a, really just have you have a question for me i'll read it on the podcast if it's appropriate and if it's um pretty much relevant i guess um, email me at hello at vempack.org 
And uh, yeah, maybe you'll get your question answered on the next podcast episode. So uh, starting with the first one from Anonymous, will you ever do video podcasts? Um, yes, I will. But uh, it's funny you say that, actually. I, I'm, I, it's, it's not. Well, let me, well, let me say this first. It, it, it has not yet been feasible for me to really do video podcasts. I have a lot of the, I'm, well, I have some of the equipment that I would need. Not good, not great. I have some of the equipment that I would need for video podcasts. I'm testing some things out. Um, but it's not, it's not, it's not there. You know, it's not, it's not something where I feel like would even happen this year, to be honest. Um, I may have discovered a solution for that though. I may have. In in fact, right before I started this podcast, actually, I, 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 I may have <clears throat> discovered a solution for me to do video podcasts coming up soon. Um, I'll be looking at that option, but, um, yes, I will do video podcasts eventually. It's just something that I'm not, um, capable of doing right now. L literally just because just the way my house is set up and certain things is, it's just not, it's not, it's just not there. You know, I'm, I'm focused on quality, not just putting some random shit out. So um we'll see what's up like i said i may have i may have discovered a solution um but again we'll see uh i mean the, the other the other thing is i mean i i feel like i'm pretty committed on doing my podcast at home i've as far as audio goes i spent a, a shit ton of money on a lot of different things um to make the podcast sound good um so I'm pretty committed on doing the podcast at home. A few people have offered for me to do it in 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 a studio, and it, it just first of all, it's a it's a cost that I can't take on right now, and it would be an unnecessary cost. And I'm pretty comfortable doing my podcast at home. So um, for now, at least. So there's that. Um, when I move into a house. The, the, I already have a, a basic setup though. When I already have, when I move into a house, it, everything will be in place. I have things on deck that are just ready to be set up for a house. But like I said, anyways, I, I may have discovered a solution for that, but we'll see. Um, uh, um, uh, uh, sorry. Next question. What is the hardest part about being a parent? I think I answered that earlier, actually, ironically. Um, it's really, well, as of right now, the hardest part of being a parent is uh, <laughs> feeding my daughter. In a general sense, um, I don't know. I guess just making sure that you're doing the right thing. Um, not this intense, but I mean, I mean I'm sure you guys have uh, uh, heard about or looked at the um, the Jeffrey Dahmer um it's not a bio, it's not a, it's not a documentary, but the series that's on uh, Netflix, I watched the whole thing. And at the very end, I think, the, I think the very last episode, they, they just made insinuations to kind of things in the, in his past that may have let, I mean, um, and nothing's that intense, but, but you, you wonder like, 
not will my daughter grow up to be a serial killer, but it's like, you know, there's so many things that you could do uh, without even knowing that you're doing it that could affect your child's future. And I've never really thought of that in a scary point of view. And I mean, scary as in like, I, I'm scared that I'm not doing the right thing. You know what I mean? Um, I've been worried that, man, maybe I yelled at you too, but I've, I've never been scared. Like, you know, I don't want to be responsible for, you know, you growing up a certain way. You know what I mean? So the scary part is like being responsible for, um, her growing up in a way that would not be indicative to how I would want to raise my daughter. Um, so to answer your question, the hardest part about being a parent, I guess what I'm trying to say is just making sure that you're, you're doing the right thing. You know, I, I want to make sure that I'm doing right by my daughter, making sure that I'm not scarring her in any way. I'm, I'm that is, she's healthy. She feels loved. And I'm not worried about the love part. Like I said, I'm not worried about, I, I mean, I, I give affirmations to my daughter all the time and, she knows that I think she's the, the the apple of my eye, and um. But I don't know. You still worry every once in a while. I'm like, yeah, I, I want to make sure I'm doing the right thing. Anyways, uh, yeah. So I'd say, in a general sense, just being a, just I guess just overall parenting normal fears. That's kind of the hardest part. Um, but as of right now, it's making sure that 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 girl eats literally anything other than a fucking peanut butter and jelly, you know? Um, <laughs> so there's that. Uh, will you ever, the next question from anonymous, will you ever have any guests on your show? Uh, yes. Um, I mean, obviously in the previous episodes, I've had guests on the show. I have a few guests coming up. Um, one is, well, two are locked in another one. I'm unsure about, and it's really a matter of myself, to be honest with you. It's just about timing. Um, you know, it, to be honest with you, it, it's kind of hard to schedule guests. Um, not only does it uh, cost money, it's, you know, just timing wise and communicating through email, you know, blah, blah, blah. And um, so, yeah, I, I do have some guests that are coming on the show. Um, one sooner than later, but, um, um, you know, it's, you know, I, I want to have the podcast be, you know, pretty, pretty, pretty focused. So the part of the problem with having guests on the show is I've noticed that, you know, things can get a little off topic when I'm talking to guests. And what I mean by that is. Um, I know it's basically an interview, but I want it to stay on theme. So the, the, really the hardest part is differentiating. Look, I know it's the single father podcast. You don't have to be a parent to come on and speak to me about mental health and relationships. Right. So navigating those conversations and making sure that it's on theme for both individuals, I think that's, that's kind of the hard part. So that's why you haven't seen a lot of guests on the show. Um, but there's been some ones that I've been feeling confident about bringing on that. I feel like, um, 
just could add to the show. So yeah, um, there will be more coming up soon. Um, what's the deal with your shop from anonymous, uh, from anonymous, what's the deal with your shop? I don't know what you mean by that, but, but, but if you mean, what's the, what's the, what's the deal? Um, there's, we just, we just, um, release some, some merch, some podcast merch. Um, you can look it up at shop.ventpack.org. Um, or check out our Facebook and Instagram and you can view the shops and, um, order some really cool merch on there directly. We have a hat. This is the single father. We have uh, really, really cool. And we have a whole, one of my favorites, actually the whole ass dad hat. Um, that's my favorite. Um, uh, we have, we have some really cool merch on there. So go check it out. Um, as far as anything other than that, I don't know what you mean by what's the deal with the, with the, with the shop. Um, any suggestion, uh, from anonymous, any advice for, I'm sorry, let me read this again. Any advice for a co-parenting father? Um, I assume your, yourself is that father. Um, you know, it, it's hard for me to give advice when I don't have, um, um, I mean, for me, it's kind of like you're asking someone who is not a good driver. Can you give me driving lessons? You know what I mean? Um, I feel like in the past, here's the thing. Um, how do I answer this? Um, I feel like there's things that Man, I'm struggling answering this question, to be honest with you, because, <laughs> um, listen, anonymous, it's, it's hard for me to give a straight answer to you, but what I, what I can tell you is there's things in my co-parenting relationship that I thought would never happen that happened. And then there's things that I thought that would guarantee would happen that never happened. Um, so I don't have a set in stone expectation about one way or the other. I'm concerned about one thing and one thing only, and then that's my child's well-being and the love that I show to her. Anything else is irrelevant and I can take it. Um, but uh, the main concern and priority for me has always been when it comes to co-parenting is making sure that my daughter f grows up as normal as possible and doesn't feel like her being in a separate households um, is affecting her negatively. Um that's probably the best way I can answer that, you know, and there's things that I felt when she was first born, there's that I felt were set in stone that are now different from when she was two year, two and a half years old that I felt that I feel like that was set in stone. There's feel there, there's things that I feel now that I feel like are set in stone that probably won't be five years from now. So 
I guess my best advice is keep an open mind and focus on your child. Focus on the love and the care that you give your kid and everything else. Everything else is just kind of irrelevant, you know? So that's my best advice. Um, you know, I'm running, a, I'm running a little long here, guys. So I'm going to wrap this up. Uh, thank you so much for uh, joining me on today's episode and, and allowing me to vent with you. This has been, again, really cathartic, just opening myself up and um, expressing kind of uh, my online journal here to all of you guys, my listeners, my pack, my vent pack. So, th and, you know, thank you for allowing me to share this with you. Um, and, and, and speaking of sharing, please share, like, subscribe, uh, write a review about this podcast or at least give it five stars you know i mean it only takes a second give it five stars if you don't want to if you don't want to write a review just click that five star button click subscribe that's you know that's really all that i'm asking for um there'll be I'm, I'm introducing a new way to support the podcast in the future but right now it really helps if you just leave a review click that subscribe button doesn't take much of your day it takes probably maybe like what 10 seconds to do i mean it's not you know not that bad um you know call it an early christmas gift but um it really does help the podcast and if you want to support me if you like this episode if you like other episodes please um it, it really does make a difference and allows me to keep going and and able to deliver quality and then able to afford um guests and things that i want to do uh moving forward and and um you know the ultimate goal is hopefully maybe this could um you know wishful thinking but hopefully maybe this could become my full-time gig i don't know um that would be in a couple of years of course but uh you never know wishful thinking um but thank you guys for supporting me um again check out our um our socials tiktok instagram um facebook uh the single father podcast check out our shop there um you know shop.ventpack.org and you know look at some of the merch if you want it great um if you want to write into me and i have a question it's hello at ventpack.org and in the subject line just type in mailbag if you want to be featured on the podcast if you want to vent to me about something and if it's appropriate and you have a relevant topic that you want to just get off your chest whether it's about relationships mental health or parenting co-parenting etc um you know, look, if it's appropriate, guys, I'm I'm open to it. Shoot me an email at hello at vampac.org. Um, in the subject line, just try type eventing sessions and uh, maybe you could be featured on the podcast. We'll have a venting session together and we can kind of discuss the details of that. Um, um, there is a support group that I created for you guys on on Facebook called um, uh, called the Single Father Group. It's a Facebook group. Join it. Um, communicate, talk amongst yourselves. I want us to be a pack, you know, venting to a pack of uh, people who have your back, right? That's why I call it vent pack. Um, so uh, thank you guys. Thank you for being a part of my pack. Thank you um, for allowing me to vent with you. I'm sure I'm missing some things, but like I said, running a little long here. And to be honest, it's uh, now 4.30 a.m. So I'm going to head to bed. Um, love you guys. Thank you so much. And, um, until next time, let's vent together again. Bye-bye. Okay.
Cause our love is once in a lifetime 